A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Was that the best Royal Rumble pay-per-view from top to bottom, the whole card that WWE have ever put on? It's hard to say right now. We've only just woken up from it, really. The hyperbole is strong. But it's damn up there, if you ask me. I'm Mr. Davis. No longer. You're Jam That Champion. And I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I've had time to sleep on it, but like after the show had finished last night, I was like, God dang, I had so much fun with that show. Like so, so much fun. And it wasn't just the Royal Jambles. It wasn't just the fact that we had a pretty chaotic stream and live reactions and stuff. It was just, man, I had so much fun watching the show. I had like outside of the pre-show match, like, there wasn't really a bad thing on this show. Like, the, I think you could probably say, like, you know, 24-7 stuff in the women's match. Yeah, maybe that wasn't particularly great. The men's one, God, I mean, it really exposes how mid-card uh, the men's division feels overall. But actually, like, yeah, dude, I, I really, 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 really enjoyed this show. And I think it's a large part down to this, this shocking new idea that WWE are doing with a lot of their pay-per-views since lockdown began. Wait for it. Here it comes. It's not uttered that often in WWE fandom. Fan service. Giving us what we want. It, and which is funny as well. And it's like, it certainly says a lot about wrestling fans, uh, sort of overall as a species that we are, where one of the things that we have bemoaned WWE for like, years now is like oh god stop relying on old part-timers give me something new i don't want an old part-timer winning these matches edge wins the rumble and we absolutely love it so really it just depends on the old part-timer i thought that this was just across the board love for edge especially with the Christian return that happened in conjunction with his win. Just just perfectly booked. Him coming in at number one and then going on to win it. I, the, the story of him coming back last year, I, I loved it. But I'm surprised to see that some pe- a lot of people, 
that were very down on edge winning. Now, just before we get into the actual Rumble matches, this stream is sponsored by beer, folks. Oh, yes, it is. I do not have one to hand because I drank all of mine on last night's stream. I'm not going to be sampling this one because I feel tender. I'm a tender <laughs> Ollie today. But yeah, I mean, peeling back the curtains. Peeling back the curtain somewhat, Ollie arrived at this stream for us to go live with 30 seconds to go before we actually press the go live button. I've just been staring at a wall every now and again. <laughs> Completely phase out. Oh, but yes, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk, UK viewers only. Go over to that link and you will get eight free craft beers. What other channel gives you free beer? We're, oh. we're your mates. And it's delicious as well. Mm. Like I enjoyed all four of the beers that I sampled on last night's uh, Royal Rumble stream. And I've, I enjoyed every single beer that we had in that box, actually. The Australian box. Beautiful stuff. So let's start with this women's Rumble match, uh, which, I mean, the, just knee jerk. What did you prefer, women's or men's? The women's match, hands mm. down for me. The women's match was the, the my match of the night, like in terms of the rumble. As I said, like outside of the um, the twenty four seven stuff, I thought this was a perfectly pitched rumble. And one of the things I absolutely loved about it, and like this really is so much credit to WWE for this one. They have got the deepest women's roster of any company you know with the exception of stardom i would say they've got the deepest women's roster across raw smackdown nxt and nxt uk and that's not like that's not a shocking revelation because they went through a period of time about five years ago where they just signed everyone so of course they've got the best roster but i actually think as well they've kind of cultivated a lot of those so despite the fact that i would argue on raw no one's treated outside of charlotte no one's treated particularly well smackdown's done a really good job and nxt does a really great job as well so like the first 15 women come out into that rumble there's only one elimination right but i'm looking at that rumble that lineup i'm like well she feels like a star 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 so i can't see any of these people being eliminated or being the ones to be the eliminators and like that that continued throughout the whole rumble of me being like she feels like a potential winner. She feels like she could be. She feels like she could be. And I, that's the one thing I think the men's one was lacking because the men's one felt so mid-card. Yeah, I let's stick with the women's one then because you're right. It, it wasn't just the, the sort of main event potential of the women involved throughout. Like, they were perfectly placed. You start off with Bailey and a returning Naomi. What brand is she on? I don't know. Like, she's on Raw. I, she was drafted. She was drafted. In, she was drafted during the draft. Yes. Did last year. Okay. I'm gonna say that's not gonna stick. That's my <laughs> bold prediction. I'm gonna say she's gonna turn up on Friday. It, there's every chance that she will do. But yeah, as of like as of November last year, she was a part of the Raw mm -hmm. roster because she got drafted over there. So SmackDown's Naomi returned to take on Bailey. So that's cool. And then Bianca Belair comes out at number three. So that is like what a hell of an opening three. Those are all legit potential people to go on to win this entire thing. Maybe not Naomi, but definitely Bailey and Belair. But then mm -hmm. Billy Kay comes out, Shotzi Blackheart comes out, and it's just you've got this great balance of the legit challengers with the comedy characters. And then, you know, before the 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 full ten, the first ten are done, you've had Gillian Hall and Victoria come out as well. Some great 
sort of legends cameos at different ends of the spectrum with Gillian, you know, massively comical. She teamed up with Billy Kay. She came out to the ring singing with Victoria. I'm a huge Victoria Mark. She retired a couple of years ago. Like, I love her work in TNA. And she she wasn't just in there to do a few spots, Black Widow thrown over the top rope. No, she was there for a good 15 minutes. Yeah, and like the the Billy Kay stuff, like I so in the the actually good video that I did recently on the Royal Rumble, I said in that video that the 2001 Rumble is my favorite Rumble because it's got the balance of comedy and action and potential winners, like multiple potential winners, someone running wild, like multiple, you know, huge eliminations and things like that. And we got that with this women's rumble as well, because yeah, you've got like the star power there in Bailey and Naomi coming back. And then Billy Kay comes and you're like, oh, this is just brilliant. Because Billy Kay's gimmick is she goes and sits like on commentary, scouting people to be a potential manager for them. Every time someone makes an entrance, she runs up to the entrance ramp to pitch being their manager. And you're like, okay, this could get stale if you do it for a while. Like if you do it for too long. But they pitched it just right. They just did three. And it was three heels as well. So it's like Tony Storm and uh, I can't remember the other. And it's Shane Shana. Shayna Baszler like punching the, the picture and you're like okay what's the punchlines of this joke then it's Jillian Hall it's Jilly and Billy teaming together and then they go in there and they're not treated like jokes they run wild and it's so good it made me go it made me think I actually want to see these as a regular team on, on WWE yeah. because I, was, I enjoy, and it, it's Jillian Hall of all people I'm there going like well I hope she becomes a regular character on TV again uh, and it also led to what some are calling the joke of the rumble when Shayna Baszler punched Billy Kay's photograph. This guy said, I thought they banned unprotected headshots. Mm. Oh, that's a good joke. Right. So the well, one of the other the other things that I think works from this, you, you, it's that was like the first 15. And, it, you know, it was filling up and then you get the second half of the match, which is when Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair come out at number 14 and 15. Like, what a bang, bang of entrance. But I think WWE's worst rumbles or anyone's worst rumbles are the ones that are that sort of put the, the current feuds ahead of everything. You know, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, outcomes. Uh, let's just say, for the example of Raw right now, outcomes Cedric Alexander. Then next, out comes Matt Riddle. Then out comes Shelton Benjamin. It's like, are you just doing the same stuff I see on Roy? It's so predictable. What both of the Rumbles did here, and it's what when anyone fantasy books a Rumble, whether it be Blompier, whether it was me last year, it's making these little fan service spots, calling back to previous relationships. So when Peyton Royce came out, her and Billy Kay looked like they were going to team up. We got a team hell no reunion in the men's. We got a bar reunion in the in the men's. We got a freaking Edge and Christian reunion in the friends. In the, in the friends. I just said friends. <laughs> Why was friends in that sentence? Men's. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it was just, I, I just enjoyed this rumble 
so so much and as i said like it was part of that star power and that star power as you said kicked up into a second gear when you get into that second half of the rumble because yeah it's it's rhea ripley coming out at number 14 and good crikey does she feel like an absolute star when she's like with that 8k camera that's filming her coming down like her entrance looked the best Mm. through that 8k camera and you're like okay well that's that's pretty big she's a big number then it's charlotte flair who a lot of people myself included up until saturday were just like she's 100 Hundred percent winning the rumble, so you're like, oh man! So now we've got five people in this uh, in this lineup now, out of like the fifteen here that could potentially be rumble winners, and it just kept going from there. And as I said, like my only downsides to this rumble were is actually kind of into into this next portion because we had um, the Lacey Evans Charlotte Flair stuff, which I'm just I'm not into, and also like, so the, the, what happened was. Lace, Ric Flair's music hits and he brings out Lacey Evans and Lacey Evans is wearing a Ric Flair robe and then she saunters down to the ring Charlotte's standing there being like oh look at you you big dick you're wearing the robe and stuff and then Lacey gets in the ring and turns her back on Charlotte and poses so Charlotte just beats her up and you're like okay cool that's going to lead to a fairly quick elimination then that's kind of the, the punchline to this no they then just separate and it never it never amounts to anything it was a really weird spot. I don't even know who eliminated Lacey in the end. I don't think it was Flair. It was just like I such a so. weird waste of... Yeah. Uh, and, that, you know, that ties into the stuff that happened on the pre-show. Uh, Lacey cost Asuka and Charlotte the tag team championships. But just oh, to run through... Let's, let's be honest. She cost Charlotte. The, <clears> yes. The tag... Asuka wasn't even in that match. It was a, Charlotte it was, a was the tag team champions. But yeah, just to go through the sort of speed through the other entrance, we got Mickey James coming back, Dakota Kai, Alicia Fox came in at number 21. That's when the R-Truth stuff happened. I, I didn't mind it. I think it would have been better if R-Truth came in with Alicia Fox. Fox wins the 24-7 title, which is what happened. And then the titles traded around the women for a bit. And a woman ends up as the 24-7 champion at the end of it. Like that that makes that's a pretty good spot. But instead, yeah. it went straight back to our truth when Fox got eliminated. I just I just hate the 24-7 title. I mm-hmm. just hate it. And I hate everything that it brings. And I th- I think that it just ruins segments and matches. Like it constantly feels like this anchor around WWE now where they're like, well, we've got to have a segment featuring it because we've we've invested so much time into it. But I really wish they just wouldn't bother. Like if they just, because Pete Rosenberg has got it now, right? If they never mention it again, like I don't <laughs> think there'll be someone being like, whatever happened to that belt? I think people will just forget about it. Did, have you heard the rumor that he paid for it? What? What do you mean? That he Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio's review of the Royal Rumble today that there is a rumor going around that he paid for <laughs> the opportunity to win the belt. That's a rib, surely. <laughs> surely someone is ribbing, like maybe not ribbing Meltzer, but like just certainly being like Pete Rosenberg's such a mark for himself that he's paid to win the 24-7 title. How much would you pay? Nothing. I think that they have to pay me to win that belt. Honestly, if they came up to us now and be like, we've got this great opportunity for WrestleTalk Podcast, which you're just launching as this new channel and you're moving all of your podcast content over there. We've got this opportunity for you where you can win the 24-7 title. I'd say no, because I think it would actually damage our brand. As you were saying, though, I would have snuck up behind you, punched (laughs) you in the balls, rolled you up and said, yes, please, new 24-7 champion. 
Uh, after that, we got Carmella coming out. She had just lost to Banks in the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, Naomi got thrown out, but sort of did the, the sort of near elimination spot where she was on her back outside, but kept her feet in the air, which, you know, in terms of like amazing athleticism to not be eliminated, doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, I think you can. There's only so many times you can do this sort of spot, and the problem is they they do it every year, and now they're doing it in two rumbles per year, and in some cases they've done it in like three times per rumble, and it gets it gets a bit much. It kind of like I think it, it sort of damages the the gimmick of like the eliminations. Um, also, they they barely they basically missed Bailey's elimination from this mm. match as well, like with with Belair, and I think some people were also a bit down on the Reginald stuff. And I think the Reginald stuff would have been fine if you didn't have the AJ and Omos stuff later on in the men's rumble, which was like essentially the same spot. But it's so much worse with Omos. So much uh, worse. After that, we got Lana came in at number 26. She threw out Nia Jax. So a nice storyline beat there, but one that has kind of just been abandoned. <laughs> it should have been paid off in December. And here yeah. we are at the end of we're in February now, and that was I guess the payoff. What I really liked is Alexa Bliss comes out at number twenty-seven. She starts hitting people, striking people hard in her sort of invincible style. The lights start to cut cut out. The Thunderdome's going dark. She's gonna turn into Lady Fiend, but then everyone just throws her out. Yeah, which is which I found weird. Because they put so much emphasis into Alexa Bliss. I, and, you know, like her pinning the mm. Raw Women's Champion. She pinned Asuka. Like she was basically going to win the title on Monday. She comes into the Rumble here and is out before like the next person is basically in. Like, it was if a really you... short. But I'm also glad they didn't do like a pre-taped bit of this. Yeah, if you're going to do that, just don't do not do it, I think. Save Bliss for something else. Even though I'm not into the supernatural stuff commit to it you know like mm -hmm. build her up as a big force don't chuck her out in what 45 seconds like what happened yeah. here uh we got ember moon coming back to the main roster at number 28 where she kicked naomi's head off <laughs> christ alive <laughs> nia jacks at 29 um then they have like this really long stretch of time because nia jacks needs to do a stare down with tamina they love it don't they this company absolutely loves the team of nia jackson tamina as if like it's one of the big best teams that we've ever had in this women's division <laughs> but jacks turned on her chose Shayna, and i was like oh, okay that's good for once they're not breaking up a tag team because jackson Shayna are the tag team champions oh no wait nia is is already trying to eliminate baszler uh but then lana gets rid of jacks still haven't had the number 30 entrance and then Ronda, not Ronda Rousey, it's because I've written in my notes, Natalia, the pre-announced number 30 Natalia comes out. And that meant no Lady Fiend, because at the time we were all like, ah, oh, Bliss has been thrown out, but maybe that's so she can run backstage, do a costume change and come out at number 30 as Lady Fiend. There was still the rumours of Ronda Rousey and still rumours of Becky Lynch, but no, it was straight up Natty. Yeah, it's a combination of things. It was a combination of, yeah, there was quite a long period of time between 29 and 30. There was It was a combination of all of those rumors floating around. And it was a combination of everyone being like, well, Natalia can't be number 30 because she's rubbish. And that's proper anticlimactic for a number 30. It's mm. got to be someone good, surely. But no, it was literally just Natalia. It wasn't even CM Punk. 
Like, no. and that's what that's where my expectations were. You know, yeah, that you and the punk baseline. Well, if you're gonna put someone as lame as Natalia in at number 30, you're gonna set those sorts of expectations. That's on them, not me. But Absolutely. what happened, Natalia got eliminated pretty fast. And what we had was a brilliant final three of Belair, who'd been in since number three, the number 14 entrant Ripley and the number 15 entrant Charlotte, who had that WrestleMania 36 history from the previous year. And WWE, what I I really appreciated about WWE's booking on this show was that they used how bad their booking usually is. So what they did in the 2018 Rumble. Mm, we're so scared of a John Cena or a Roman Reigns or a Charlotte Flair winning because that's what WWE does. They push them in spite of whether we like them or not. And I know that's changed since. Like, we love Roman now and we love Cena now and we probably will love Charlotte in the future, but not right now. So Charlotte, Goldberg, Randy Orton across this show were genuine threats to us really having a good time. And she's in yeah. there and they used it. And then... So that it was great when Belair and Ripley threw her out. But what I loved more than anything, one of my favorite spots on the show, Ripley and Belair skin the cat. Like after they've gotten rid of Flair, they're hanging from like the second rope. Ripley, she's way too tall to do that spot. Her feet and legs were too long. They were nearly brushing the floor anyway, but she just about stopped it from happening. And they both look at each other in this really precarious position, sitting on the edge of elimination, not that edge. And they both just make this agreement to carefully get back in the ring and have a straight up singles match for the end. I thought it was great. And I think that this ending of it being um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair is probably one of the reasons why I, I I mean I, yeah as we said like I think there are some people that are down on edge winning because it's a, an old part timer winning but I think that because we had this final two in the women's most people have sort of overlooked the edge thing because this felt like this is all about we've used the rumble here to create stars not just one star not just two stars but multiple stars and yeah this final two in particular was there to be like this is the future of your women's division and like get used to it and i'm like i'm all for it and bianca looked awesome rhea ripley looked, ripley looked awesome throughout the rumble because she was getting like elimination after elimination like she absolutely dominated the, the the proceedings like you know where she came in at 14 so it just made both of them look wicked and it made bianca belair look even better when she won in the end and then she cuts this promo after the match after she wins and it's this really like heartfelt emotional promo and it's it's why I think a, a lot of fans, myself included, get really riled up by old timers being like, ah, the youth of today, they're just, they're thick, you know, they're thin skinned. They just sit backstage playing video games. Back in my day, we would hold guns and knives and we'd like shot each other backstage because that's what, woo, 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 that's what real men do. And these kids are just soft and they just like to play video games. And I'm like, no, winning the Royal Rumble meant so much to Bianca Belair, not the character, but the person. This really meant something to her that the company has put this behind her. And it really, it endears me so much more to Bianca Belair, even though, and I was already massively behind her anyway. I've been behind her ever since she debuted in the Mae Young Classic. She is an absolute superstar. You filthy Mark. (laughs) I'm going to go play some video games now and not shoot someone. What an absolute pansy I am. Yeah, well, you know, all I have to say to that is, oh no, that's the wrong attachment. I was trying to get out a a little... (laughs) A little blade. I don't know what that does. <laughs> is it a nail file? Or is it just I, like pick out like dirt from your fingernails? I think it's to whittle down uh, 
a, a toothbrush into a shiv. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, I, and of course, that makes Belair the first African American winner, if you don't count The Rock. But, but he is an African American. I I picked the wrong time to tiptoe around race. I'm on I'm on two hours sleep, but. It was an achievement. It was an achievement and it was diverse. So that's good and to be celebrated. Yeah. And she's going to WrestleMania to fuck or a championship. And because Andy Datson had Bears number number three in our gamble, Andy will be challenging for the championship on 9 1 of Wrestle Champion. Yeah. So exciting. Very, very exciting. Uh, I'll just do the two. Hyper chats have come in on the Royal Rumble. Get your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Stu says, Are they scared to give NXT wrestlers a Rumble win? Perfect opportunity for Shayna and Rhea in the last two years. We'll put the brand over. Nothing against Bianca, though. I loved her winning. Well, NXT isn't like. <laughs> It's, it's not about getting the brand over. Like, that's not an important thing. Like, that they don't really care about that sort of thing anyway. But, um, yeah, what they want to do is get someone who's on the main roster and sort of push them forward. But, like, I know they essentially made Rhea Ripley a star. She's coming up from NXT now. Like, I think she's now officially on the main roster. I think that was part of the plans of this Rumble. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, and Kevin says, disclaimer, I have a lot to say about this night, so expect a lot of Ultra Chats coming your way. First, I think I popped harder when Bianca and Rhea eliminated Flair than when Bianca won. <laughs> this is undoubtedly the best women's rumble they've done. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. Completely, 100% agree with that. And one of the best rumbles they've booked, period. Like, top 10, maybe. I completely, 100%. Before we get into the men's rumble, you will have seen this big, thick, spell T-H-I-C-C, graphic beneath us. Please watch over on Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, just to explain what the hell's happening, uh, we are we've we've done some research and we found that many of our viewers don't want to watch all the things we make on Wrestle Talk. So, you know, we've got the Wrestle Talk News, like it's about 100,000 views an episode. These podcasts, they're longer. So that immediately restricts the audience. Not everyone wants to watch an hour of us rambling on about stuff. They get like 30 to 40,000 views. Adam's lists get like 200,000 above because they're not like current affairs. They're more evergreen. And just so it doesn't clutter up everyone's feeds, a lot of people just want to watch the news or a lot of people just want to listen to podcasts. Some people don't want to be like, don't want anything spoiled, but they want Adam's lists. So what we're doing is we're moving the Wrestle Talk podcast exclusively over to the Wrestle Talk podcast channel. Adam's lists are moving over to Parts Funknown because that's like, you know, it's evergreen stuff. It's not news and review based. And on Wrestle Talk, the main channel, we'll, we'll just have that as the Wrestle Talk news. Yeah, uh, and it's really exciting. So we're going to have the Rest Talk podcast channel as the exclusive home for the podcast. That'll be pay-per-view reviews on a Monday, Raw on a Tuesday, AEW on a Thursday, the magazine show with me and Denise on a Friday, and the SmackDown review on the Saturday. That is basically your schedule. It's also going to be where our live reactions are. It's also going to be where our um, pay-per-view predictions are going to be as well. So that's how we're going to... It's basically for you. We're doing this to make it easier for you to get hold of our content because the way that we currently do at the moment youtube's algorithm doesn't recommend you 
half the videos that we do because you watch one you don't watch the next one you're not getting the next five like that and that's and that's kind of you know we we kind of did it the way the channel was structured was because that's how the algorithm worked five years ago now the algorithm has changed so we've got to move with the algorithm so we're really excited about this though but uh, looking at the numbers so you know as, as sort of like an example of this because we're doing we're dual streaming this for the next three weeks up until elimination chamber so we're currently on wrestle talk and we're also on the new home wrestle talk podcast like together cumulatively there's about twenty two and a half thousand people watching this and only 400 of you are on the new channel so i would like to request that the other 2100 of you also move over to the Russell podcast channel because that's going to be it's just get yourself used to it go over and subscribe to that channel just get get used to this as the new home also look at the channel the channel banner it's got fun pictures of me and ollie pulling funny faces when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling a hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9000 RPM motor 
360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N scape.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let's talk about the main event of the Royal Rumble. Also, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get your case of eight free craft beers, UK viewers only, using the link in the video description below. The main event of this show was the men's Royal Rumble. Didn't start off great. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I, my feelings on this on this men's Rumble are it was a good Rumble. I enjoyed Edge winning. Like Christian coming back is like one of my favorite things mm. of like, you know, along with like the edge return, like um, last year is the sort of moment that made me wish that I was in a room with you guys like together. So we could all like collectively marked out and like, because edge and Christian are, are like, <laughs> I was thinking about this this morning. They were the first tag team I hated when I was <laughs> a kid. Like, like legit, like the, the heel heat that they got from me because I was a Hardy boys, Mark was like i hated them so much and that has like now in retrospect looking back on it it's made me love them even more because they totally worked me and i've been a huge christian mark my you know my whole wrestling life i was the guy that was like i want him to go to tna and then he went to tna and he was pushed to the top guy there loved christian cage the christian coalition with him aj and tomko mm. i loved everything that they did with christian in tna and then he went back and i was kind of gutted because i was like no i want christian but then he had that world heavyweight championship run so he's like he's always been one of my all-time faves so seeing him return here was like i cried when him and edge hugs like i legit like i wasn't on the stream but i was like i had stream of tears coming out my face but i do think that those two moments and, and edge winning were probably like my favorite things in this rumble and the rest of it just as i said at the start exposed how like f flattened out the entire rest of the men's division is mm. it definitely had moments it had a lot of really good spots like i said earlier a lot of those interactions between characters who used to team up or just some great showings Damien Priest at number 14. I thought he looked like a star immediately. This was a guy a couple of weeks ago who was meant to debut in the main event segment of SmackDown. So apparently Sean, uh, Sean Ross Sapp was on our stream and he was saying like, this this is supposedly his call up. Like he'll be on the main roster now. Not an example of an NXT guy just having a good showing in the Rumble, uh, which, is, which is great because I thought he looked fantastic. Yeah, he looked great in this Rumble. Really, really great. Do you know who else looked fantastic in this Rumble? Freaking Carlito. Carlito, Caribbean cool, comes out jacked, man. Like, he's looking jacked. Sexy jacked. Right? He had just the right amount of baby oil. You could see every abdominal. 
the running joke with uh, with Carlito back when he was like in you know the sort of 2006 when he was like I spit in the face you know he was doing all that gimmick was that man alive he is the laziest wrestler that this company has like he does not give an f hates being there just going out there being just boring like not being boring but being bored like he is just like he's just lazy he's mistiming spots because he's not ass he came back here as the best he's ever looked in WWE because he looked jacked. He looked like so much more confidence mm-hmm. and he looked like he cared. And that made his performance just feel like all the bigger. So the report is from PW Insider and a few others that Carlito that has like might be getting a tryout as a producer. This is the exact same thing that happened with MVP last year. He came back in the Rumble as a cameo spot. And then they said, hey, do you want to try out some agent team backstage? He said, sure, yeah. Before he, before you know it, he's in a feud with Rey Mysterio. He's having retirement matches on Raw. And then, like, he's got his own stable. And he's doing some of the best work in his career. And I think Carlito, like you said, is a guy who a lot of fans got behind. But that first run never was the full extent of his potential. So, yeah. hopefully, like, the shape he's in is incredible hopefully you can have a good go at it yeah re- i'm actually really hoping so yeah like even if it's just you know for a little like legend like a little nostalgia run i'm, I'm totally in for it I-, I really really enjoyed carlito in this match i'd say carlito came out at number eight before then though that was a bit boring uh so that the opening was edge and randy autumn which we already knew and i get why wwe did it it was a way to advertise the the big stars in the rumble like they yeah. can say Edge is going to be there. That's good. But you do have a trade off there. And the trade off is it's not going to be as exciting when Randy Orton and Edge are there in the ring because you already know it's going to happen. You don't get that shock surprise. Like, remember, yeah. one of my all time favorite memories is when Chris Jericho walks out and Dolph Ziggler's number Dolph one. Ziggler, yeah. yeah, just brilliant. Like, imagine if that happened here, if Edge yeah. walked out at number two. That's it. Like, I mean, because like Edge comes out at number one. And so like you can't you'd have had that surprise of like, oh my god, Edge is like, you know, if you remove the the promo he did on Raw as well, you'd be like, oh my god, Edge is back. Mm. That's that's amazing. I didn't think he'd be back this soon. And then you follow it up with and number two is Randy Orton, like the guy he's been like eternally feuding with since he came back. That would have been like a oh wow, what a way to start off this rumble in that moment. But actually, as it turned out, all everyone could think of was like, oh, I wish they had announced that ahead of time. Yeah. So you, you so yeah, like you say, you lose something when you do pre-announce these things. It, it's a trade-off, really. And then they didn't really do anything to make up for that. Instead, they went to one of the more despised booking crutches of the Rumble, and that is Edge understandably wants revenge after Autumn wrote him out back in May? At the greatest match, Backlash, he attacked Randy. Announcer's desks were not playing ball on this show. Uh, it didn't break for a, a DDT from Edge on him. Edge gets a chair, whacks Randy's leg, and Randy is escorted to the back for the entire rest of the match. I hate it. I hate this spot so much. They're eliminated. Like, just eliminate them from the Rumble. You've been taken the back by medics because you can't walk. And then they're looking at you backstage. And all of a sudden they're like, I mean, he could come back though. No, like he's been eliminated. He's been taken out due to injury. What about Maven? But yeah, what, like, what about Maven? Undertaker, what about eliminated. Undertaker eliminated Maven. 
Curtis Axel was also like, it's just, it's such a rubbish like excuse. It's the same thing we happened with Roman a few years back where mm-hmm. like Roman just go like, and takes, you know, a 40 minute break from the rumble. It's, it was probably worse with Roman because he was the baby face here. And like this, what was made to design to, because like he doesn't return until literally the last moment because it comes down to Edge and I can't remember, Seth Rollins, I think it was. Wasn't well, it? That, that's, that's what, that's, should, should we go through the okay. rest of the rumble before we get yeah. there? Because I think it is effective booking by the end of it, but it was mm-hmm. frustrating to live through. So yeah, it's, it's all a bit boring. Uh, Carlito comes out at eight. Uh, we had a little New Day reunion, Xavier Woods and Biggie. Biggie looked great. He was mm-hmm. so angry with Ali because Ali got rid of uh, Xavier. Uh, Elias Ricochet was there. Ricochet who lost to AJ Styles in a supposed Rumble qualifier. Uh, there was some fun stuff with Ms. Morrison and Bad Bunny. The rap artist. There was a little celebrity spot there. And then, like around number 17, it starts to pick up again when Daniel Bryan comes in. Yeah, Daniel Bryan comes in and he's running wild. Like he looks, a lot of people thought this was going to be Bryan's year. And mm. I'm kind of, in a way, I'm kind of glad it wasn't because it didn't feel like it should have been Bryan's year. I mean, Bryan should have won in, in 2015, as we all know, <laughs> but uh, or, or 2014, if you're, if you're that crowd that was there in Philly. Um, damn you, Ray Mysterio. But, um, yeah, this didn't feel like it should have been Brian's year. So, but he he got to have like some amazing spots in this, particularly when he was facing off against Matt Riddle mm. and like the stuff with Kane as well. Like, I thought there was some really nice stuff in this. Yeah, so Kane came out. They did a team hell no hug spot. That was awesome. Uh, Baron Corbin and Damian Priest had a, sh- a stare down doing the the Spider Man pointing at each other meme. Dominic Mysterio eliminated Corbin at number twenty one. So. That will definitely spin off into SmackDown. Bobby Lashley at number 22, like, looked the most violently intense I've ever seen him wrestle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was like, I mean, because Lashley has been on a tear on Raw anyway because they protect him <laughs> so, so heavily. But this was like, this actually did way more for Lashley than I think some of the booking on Raw has done for him. Mm-hmm. Like, with him just constantly beating Matt Riddle. This made him look way better. With an amazing, like, sort of square off with Big E. Like them two together, it was so, it felt so real. Uh, then number twenty four, we get Christian coming down, which we've already well, covered. It was just incredible. Before that, we also got the hurricane. Oh, sorry, sorry, we got hurricane at number twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> hurricane came down, and when hurricane came down, everyone <clears throat> that was in the chat was like, "Oh, I hope they redo the two thousand two spot." with uh, Triple H and Austin of him doing the top double choke slam. He gets in the ring. What does he do? Straight in for the double choke slam on Big E and Lashley. I popped so big for it. It was so much fun. He didn't learn. But then yet <laughs> we get Christian out at number 24, which we've covered his return. Just insane that, you know, but th- not six months ago, they were petrified of him taking a bump in Randy yeah. Orton with Randy Orton. So I can't remember how they got around it. That wasn't the lights off spot, was it? They just attacked. Uh, no, it, it, was the, it was the Ric Flair low blow. Mm, yes, uh, but it's it's really similar to Edge's journey back because he got the Royal Rumble return, sure. But remember the five months beforehand, he had a pre-show match against Dolph Ziggler. Not a match, but he, he speared Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, so it's like like getting physical. And uh, we, I interviewed Christian a few years back uh, for a movie that he was doing. And around that time, we were also reviewing over on Patreon the Elimination Chamber 2014 match, which he was a part of. And it felt like they were building up to do something with Christian and Edge 
in that match like down the line and i asked christian about that and he said yeah before edge you know got the, his career ending injury the plan was we were going to reunite edge and christian and go on another tag run and i just thought to myself god dang it like that like this, it sucks that we lost Edge anyway, but we also got to we lost out on getting that a potential reunion run for them as a tag team. I'd have absolutely loved to have seen that. And when this match was over, I did have this sort of thing in the back of my head. It was like, oh, I hope we do get a tag match though, like you know, to sort of uh, for Fast Lane or Elimination Chamber or something, just like a little exhibition Edge and Christian tag match. The monkey's paw is curling, Luke. <laughs> Because you know who their opponents are going to be. Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. God, it's, it's, it's Wonder Woman 1984, isn't it? It's, uh, you, get, you get your one wish, but you also get a, a terrible third act. It's good, but it could be better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's what I want. I, want, I don't want to see Edge and Christian face each other. I don't think anyone wants that. It's kind of like the Hardy Boys when they go against each other. I just want them together as friends, as a team, Oh, great stuff. Yeah, I don't know who Randy could tag with if they're going in that route. Uh, Triple H? Edge and Christian versus Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander for a Raw tag team title program. Hey, I'd be be down for that. I'm I'm way more into them facing the Hurt Business than I am Miz and Morrison. Mm. Uh, Anyway, it was fantastic. Then AJ Styles comes out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, AJ Styles. AJ and Christian, they've got all the TNA history, yes. And weirdly, AJ became one of the most frustrating presences in this entire match because of Omos on the outside, who saved AJ from being knocked off the apron. Sure, it's annoying, but whatever. That's the act at the moment. What I really didn't like was how Omos just took people, like reached through the ropes, grabbed them over the top rope and just straight up eliminated both Big E and Rey Mysterio. AJ didn't even get them onto the apron. Yeah, like it's the Big E one in particular really stings because it's like, why why Big E, who some people had down as their winner for this match, was like, no, he was eliminated by a guy who wasn't even in the match and isn't even on the same brand. He doesn't even go here. And he's eliminated him from the rumble. I get, yeah, it, it, it really, I agree with you. I found that AJ to be a frustrating presence in this rumble. And I, and it's not just AJ, but it was Omos as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I did, they're both great, but you know, that's just the way they were booked. I've written in my notes by this point, edge is so tired. <laughs> I, and, I, and I think that's one of the other reasons why people were down on edge winning is because he did nothing in this rumble. Like he was in at number one, did the stuff with Randy Orton and then was just there. Like he didn't really, like, he was there until Christian came out at number 24. Like that means that from from entry four to 24, Edge did nothing. Mm. And, and then he had the hug with Christian. And then it's, again, it felt like he did nothing. <laughs> like it felt like he again just went to the corner and it did feel like, it was like, oh boy, this, this, this lad looks tired. Yeah, I, I think... I, if you're against Edge winning because you do see it as that part-timer returning and, you know, I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I, I can't really say that's the wrong opinion because every, I, I can totally see the working. But for me, and I think for you and everyone really on our stream when we were watching it, we were overjoyed uh, yeah. by his return and, and sort of win. Uh, nice moment with Cesaro and Sheamus seeing each other. They did the bar, but then Cesaro did the swing. 
the swing. Seth Rollins made his return at number 29, still in the Messiah gimmick, uh, and sort of started a feud with Daniel Bryan. Thankfully, not Rey Mysterio. There's always <laughs> that worry. There's going to feud with Rey Mysterio again. But yeah, like it, I, I feel like we are getting Rollins versus Bryan as like mm. a, as a WrestleMania program. Which, I, I, dude, that I'm well in for that. Like yeah. that sounds like a heck of a fun uh, little rumble. That a uh, hell of a little Mania program. I tell you what, I want more than that though. Bryan versus Riddle because there was about six people left in this match, including Bryan and Riddle. And at this point, they just decided to have a match. They just started tussling each other. And it was that beautiful, like Louis summed it up quite well, I think, or maybe it was Andy, where it looked messy. Like they were rolling around, but not messy in like a bad work kind of way, like in a really realistic way. Like how MMA guys just transition from submission to submission, but it's not perfect. It's actually quite violent. It's the sort of spot where I feel like Daniel Bryan request, like, you know, not in a Pete Rosenberg, oh, I'll pay you to win the title, but like <laughs> requested this as like a spot within the match. Like, I'd really like to work with Riddle and I just want to wrestle him for a bit. You know, it's like the Drew Gulak program last year. Like that was a Bryan specific, like, I want to go out there and have a pay-per-view match with Drew Gulak where we just go out there and do technical stuff. And I'm hoping that Zack Sabre Jr. is watching because I want him to be impressed by me. And like, and that's what this sort of felt like. It was just that he wanted to do a series of stuff with Riddle where they just do some wrestling, like the ground mat wrestling I'm talking about, not like, you know, pro wrestling. And we got it. And it was really, really good. Mm. Uh, Strowman comes out at number 30, which I didn't mind. I I do like Strowman uh, when he's booked in the right way. And it wasn't Brock Lesnar or Goldberg. So (laughs) I was happy. And so there was a great spot where Cesaro picked up Braun I know he's done it a bunch of times in the past, but that was really good. He is strong. Braun threw out a few people. Uh, Seth eliminated Brian. Riddle, but then it was Seth. It ended up as Seth and Braun, former tag team champions, remember, against Edge and Christian on the other side of the ring. And Seth's like, we need to team up. And Braun's like, "Mm, no. And lobbed Seth in the air so high. I thought it looked awesome. Uh, But then Braun was... Uh, Braun was eliminated along with Christian unfortunately by Seth and then Edge threw Seth over and then Randy Orton came back and hit the RKO so all of like that whole thing of taking him to the back and not eliminating from the rumble was to set up this moment here where we all go like come on guys you're gonna have Randy Orton win after all of this boo earns etc etc no Edge just eliminates him and still wins they're like oh cool (laughs) brilliant Edge still won happy days I, that fake out was so good. I did. I, I'd like, and it is clunky. The way they wrote Orton out is clunky, oh, yeah. but I didn't mind it. Do you know what? And, and I, I don't mind it either. And re-watching back your reactions to it, because obviously I was eliminated from the stream because I had Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins eliminated, so I got eliminated from the stream. And I've gone back and re-watched. When Randy hits the RKO, you... Adam, Sean, and Laurie all just go like, oh, God, this is rubbish. I cannot believe they've done this just to give it to Randy. And, oh, my God, no way, Edge won. It was, it's really, really funny to go back and rewatch. Yeah, really good thing. Exactly the same as what we spoke about with having Flair in the last three of the women. Uh, that Having Randy there and everyone like, oh, no, don't do that. It just makes the Edge win all the more cathartic. Brilliant. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And Edge winning from number one. It's only him and Shawn Michaels. I, I can't think of a uh, another person 
in WWE history. Nope. Mm-mm. Not even not even Stevie Richards. Very impressive. Uh, let's jump into these hyper chats. We've got a bunch of them, and we've got the rest of the uh, show to do. But I'll do I'll do the men's rumble hyper chats. Remember, get your hyper chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, RP Degnan, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Edge to me kind of just feels like a fine winner, not exciting like a Brian, Sheamus, or Keith Lee, but not frustrating like a Brock or Goldberg. Just very safe. No big waves winner. And honestly, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. And I think it's because not many people had Edge down as a potential winner until like he announced himself on Monday. A lot of people thought it was going to be someone new like a Keith Lee. Obviously, Keith Lee, we assume, was not at the Rumble because uh, Mia Yim, who uh, they're dating and they live together, tested positive for COVID-19. So the assumption is, we certainly made the assumption on the stream anyway, that they're self-isolating together um, because that would be the sensible thing to do. But yeah, a lot of people thought it was going to be someone new, someone who hasn't won the Rumble before, someone who's not a part-timer. So from that aspect, and as we've said throughout the show, I totally get it. If if you're not on in for Edge win, I I really do understand the criticisms against it. Yeah, I I thought they told a good enough story here and got you behind them enough where... I, it didn't matter, but you know, he also didn't do anything for about 50 minutes. George Timperley, Royal Rumble last night was banging. I've had just close your eyes and repeat since Christian returned. It's one of the greatest themes of all time. Uh, I love the Rumble. Oh, maybe he's just said the same message twice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I am. Um, I, uh, I mean, perhaps this is a controversial theme. I think it is the second, but the third best Christian theme. Uh, that he's ever had behind obviously the edge and christian song you think you know me and the song he had when he first went solo the christian christian that i mean that for me that's king of uh christian themes bacon rasher hi lads don't get me wrong i like edge winning but i wanted cesaro what do you think is the plan for edge build to mania you touched on him facing drew last night but do you think roman could be better also i'm so invested in the bianca title run Jam that jam. Uh, yeah, and he adds, uh, the way you pop for the legends in the Rumble, it's no wonder Vince keeps bringing them back. If not mm. Edge, um, which is uh, un- which under 41 wrestlers should have won the Rumble? Finally, Chopper screwed Mr. Davis with the uh, the eliminations. We'll touch on that in a little bit. But yeah, like I think Edge versus Roman is like a spear versus spear. We talked about this in the stream last night. It's a quite an interesting prospect, but uh, it depends on whether they want to keep him on Raw, in which case then it is kind of Edge and Drew. But I think I'm more, I think I'm more into Edge versus Roman than I am Edge versus Drew, if I'm being honest. But that, you know, that could well change come April. Yeah. Uh, regarding the legends, there's nothing wrong with having legend cameo pops. The problem the is, yeah, the problem is then pushing them over everyone else on the on the card and giving them top title runs i know edge i know but that's different like goldberg Next... goldberg beating dolph ziggler at SummerSlam, <laughs> thumbs up goldberg beating the fiend of being the top champion that's a thumbs down reese johnson afternoon lads really enjoyed the rumble quality show from start to finish do you think edge is going for drew or roman and why do you think the fiend didn't appear surely he must return in a big way like a rumble not just on raw hashtag everything is fake at all I think he might just return on Raw at this point. Where did Randy's burnt face go? 
well, as we, as a lot of people pointed out to me, first degree burns aren't that bad. Mm. So it's actually like, it was bad sunburn. He only had it for a couple of weeks. He's all right now. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hello, guys. I hope everyone is feeling good. I see the main critique point is that Edge won despite being almost 50. Fair, but see the limited moveset of Lesnar, Goldberg, etc. Edge does uh, does it all still and is great overall worker. Everyone benefits. Yeah, I think yeah, he's definitely I'm... more in the sort of Shawn Michaels caliber of older performer. Yeah, and as Meltzer pointed out, this is the this was the like the oldest rumble that the mm. WWE kind of ever had. Like there was only two people in this rumble that were under the age of 30, which was Otis and um Dominic Mysterio. And even then Otis is 29, like he's basically just under 30. So it really did feel like this is WWE. They they flattened out everyone who is over 30 and they've got this whole crew of like people who are in their 20s, but they don't want to use them because they want to flatten them out first before they put them in the rumble. I'm going to have to speed you up on these. We've got a lot of hyper chats and four of them. Yeah, uh, Stu, Tempest's reactions to Carlito, Christian, and Edge moments were my highlight of the night. Always. Why didn't he just pause the stream? Mark. Pause the uh, stream, Tempest. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. More on that old guys hold the fort in WWE comments. Hard to defend WWE sometimes, but they did well here. 50%, 40-plus wrestlers, 50% young, hopefully. One generation puts over the others. Styles, Strowman, Brian, multiple guys, Kane, Priest. Smart, I think. Yeah, I think they That's had the balance. Yeah. Kevin. You see uh, Ultra Chat number two. I started watching wrestling in late 2008. Ever since, I don't remember the Royal Rumble being the way of elevating new stars. Yes, it helped for Del Rio, Naka, Mora, and Drew, but most of the time, winners were already established. What are your thoughts? Steve Austin. Like, that was like the match that sort of made Steve Austin was like him winning in 98 was a way to be like, oh, by the way, he's going to be a new main event. And then he wins again, like, sorry, 97. And then it wins again in 98. Like, it was, yeah, the Rumble has sometimes been there to be like, not just to tell you what the main event of the main year is, but also we're going to try and create a new star out of this person as well or elevate them at the very least. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. I have not sent it that many super duper chats in quite some time. I'm really excited. Imagine this Carlito would have returned and teamed with Primo and Epico. Oh, but they were released. They would have had something there. Christian still has an IC title shot open. And, and, and. <laughs> One more match. Dr. Doom. A part-timer wins the Rumble and takes the spot of a younger star. Didn't we get mad at Goldberg for this? Edge doesn't need to be in the title picture to make a good story for WrestleMania. Number one spot, wins the Rumble, no new star created. Yeah, bad. Again, and you know what? I, I know we're trying to rush through this. I kind of compare this to, to Wonder Woman 84. Whenever people tell me the criticism against 1984, like I'm like, yeah, totally, I totally agree. It's a really clunky movie. Yeah, it totally doesn't make any sense. But when it was all said and done, I was like, yeah, do you know what? I quite enjoyed it, though. I liked Wonder Woman 84, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anthony, sorry, Edge winning is a terrible choice because it shows wrestling fans as hypocrites since all of us agree with Mustafa Ali saying the legends take all the chances from the main roster. WWE got it half right with Belair winning and effed it up with Edge. Totally get it. Totally get it. Charles Berg, great show. I'm happy with my Carly. I'm happy my Carly idea didn't come true, but I'm upset they didn't do an obvious comedy spot. Carlito is about to spit the apple in someone's face, but everyone freaks out. Carlito understands, so he put a mask on and spits in the mask. You cannot reference COVID in this company. They hate that. 
<laughs> Carol Wands, Trekkie 386. Hi, Luke and Ollie. What a show the Rumble was. Loved the Christian and Edge reunion most. Booking was perfect for all matches. For once, WWE got things right. Ollie, sorry to see you lose the championship, but it was time for new talent. Jam that jam, fake it or champ. Yes, please. Homestar fan 13 felt a bit deflated when Edge won. I'm fine with Edge having another run, but I don't want to see him fight for the title. I'm sick of part-timers in the title scene. This is why it feels like there's no stars anymore. Completely agree. Yeah, I mean, this we said that the Rumble felt like it was a bunch of mid-carders, and that's part of the problem, really. I've got to be honest, the more I'm reading these chats, the more I'm like, I love the Edge win but he doesn't need to be fighting for a title. Oh God, absolutely not. Well, we said this about like when they were saying it was going to be Edge Norton again at uh, Mania and it might be over the title. We said like, I mean, that's a program that does not need the title. And I don't think, you're, uh, yeah, I don't think Edge does need the title. But at the same time, like he also does feel like a huge star. So you want to be putting those people in the title programs. Dr. Doom. Also, I'm surprised to, to not see certain people at the Rumble. Jey Uso, Alistair Black. This one still hurts the most. Dude, love. <laughs> Samoan Joseph. Was he even on commentary last night? Yes, he was. Yeah, during the men's rumble. Yeah, I actually thought that he might be a surprise entrance. Mm. Alistair Black, they've, they, they've said the report is that there is a big, they want to do something big for a return. Like they want to have him return in a, in a sort of like big angle, but they just don't know what that angle is yet. So I don't think wasting him in a rumble spot would have been ridiculous. Ed, are we just going to ignore the fact that Rey Mysterio has his eye back? The smaller one grew back. The smaller uh, eye grew back underneath it, so it's fine. So lucky that that was there. Batten, now Edge is going to main event the pirate-themed WrestleMania. We're allowed to talk about the rated R superstar. Ah, <laughs> Excellent work, Batten. Kevin, finally for now. Actually, last Ultra Chat, I was a bit disappointed about how they presented Cesaro, Nakamura, and Brian, who had momentum going into the match and didn't do much. I, I, Nakamura, I would agree with. The other two I felt got their spots in. But mm. yeah, I agree. To a degree. Uh, right. Shall we run through the rest of this show? Because we've still got some stuff to talk about. Yes. Oh, first of all, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. This stream is sponsored by beer. UK viewers, you get a free case of eight craft beers on us. Just click the link in the video description below. Uh, the pre-show had one match on it, and that was Charlotte and Asuka defending their Raw Women's Tag Team Championships. Not Raw, just Women's Tag Team Championships against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, it was just Asuka getting worked over a bunch. Then it was all about Charlotte, really. Ric Flair came out with Lacey Evans uh, on the other side to distract her. They did three separate distraction spots. Charlotte overcame them all, but then the referee was distracted. Lacey hit the, the women's right with some brass knucks on and Nia Jax hit a leg drop to win. Couldn't care less. Mm. Like it just, it made, it made Asuka look proper rubbish, made Charlotte look like the absolute best. <clears throat> and then she lost the titles. Like Asuka was such an afterthought in this. It's staggering that she's still the champion. She hasn't actually had a story. No. Since since like since ba ba Bailey and Banks, that was the last summer. Here we are going into WrestleMania. She still has got no direction. The main card opened, however, with big time action. 
Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre. And I've got to be honest, it, I was when this match started and we were all like, oh God, if it's going on first, like I could see Goldberg winning. You know, so you've sort of... Again, that's how they worked you, man. You've gotten over it by the time that the end... Or if he lost, he comes back to win the Rumble. So you're like, oh my God, this is... This could go really, really bad. But then as soon as Goldberg's music hit, I was freaking such a mark. (laughs) It's like, oh, I like Goldberg. I said this on the stream. Whenever they show like the recap packages, all they've got to show is like Tacoma Dome, 60,000 fans, him hoisting up Hulk Hogan. And I'm like, oh yeah, Goldberg's the best. And I really want to see more Goldberg. Uh, But this match was straight up Paul Heyman because it was just big moves. They drew just headbutted and speared Goldberg before the bell even rang. They spin outside. Goldberg spears Drew through the barricade. They get inside. Bell rings. They have... The official match time is two and a half minutes. And those were two and a half of the tensest minutes on the entire show. Not just because it's always scary to see Goldberg hit a jackhammer on someone, which was... Yeah. I, he just about got Drew up. I was going to say, like, the thing with The Fiend was like, well, he couldn't do it on The Fiend. It was too hot. He couldn't do it on The Undertaker because he was too hot. And like, well, he's in the air conditioning now in the in the uh, Thunderdome. Maybe just stop doing it. Yeah. But honestly, every time Goldberg had a move, particularly that jackhammer, and there were a lot there were a lot of finishers. This match was almost entirely finishers. All it was. There was literally like four moves in this match. There was a spear, a spear. There was, yeah, Ed, Drew hit a spear, Goldberg hit a spear, Goldberg hit a jackhammer, Drew hit a claymore. Literally, those are the moves of this match. But great near falls. I know, and, I bought into all of them. Yeah, and Drew hit the the claymore to win in the end. Uh, yeah, and they just like they didn't overcomplicate it. WWE just did the simple option, and yeah. and they put Drew over strong. Goldberg versus Drew, we said it from the start, was always a good idea, providing Drew wins. It gives him a great win, uh, and I think that McIntyre looks awesome coming off of this. And Goldberg has kind of regained a bit of the respect that I had for him before he started beating everyone. That's an interesting point. Yeah. And, and like he did, we were saying this throughout the stream, but it really felt like this was Goldberg wanting to put over Drew as opposed to Goldberg wanting to come back and win the title. Mm-hmm. And it totally worked. This, this absolutely worked for me. Uh, after that, we had Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Another really decent match between these two. Carmella's gotten so good. And Banks is just really, really just great. She's so great. The Reginald stuff on the outside was a bit. Meh, but you know, whatever. Uh, but I just didn't really see the point of this match. Carmella's coming back after this timeout and she's got a new gimmick. She has that great match at TLC and loses. And then she gets another match here and loses. Yeah, we said at TLC, like, I hope they've got a, a good direction for Carmella after this loss because she really does need something to be able to capitalize on coming back with this new gimmick. It can't just be having another match with Banks that she loses again. And yet here we are a month later, that's exactly what they did. And actually, I think Carmella is so much worse off now because she's lost to her twice than losing to her once. She looked great coming out of that first loss. Like really, like it's still like, there's a lot you can do with this. Now I'm like, just put her in a tag team with someone, I guess, like a mm. feud with the Riot squads. It really feels like, the, I think this loss has damaged her quite badly. And I, and I don't think it gave Banks anything either. Yeah, I think that the match was good, but coming out of <clears> it, <throat> Banks was the exact same as where she was. And Carmella's a little bit lower. 
And yeah. that's not what wrestling should be. Everyone should be more over or more intriguing after a match or a segment. Yeah, so which is a shame because it wasn't. Yeah, which is a shame because it was a good match. I really enjoyed this. As you say, Carmella's looking great at the moment. We got uh, a Bad Bunny concert. We got uh, the the New Day reuniting backstage. Kofi's not fully medically cleared, but they had Brody Lee tribute gear on. Just lovely. Um, Can we, just, just one last thing. Uh, well, sorry, one last thing. One thing to add in on the Bad Bunny thing. Because I know a lot of people were, like, we got a lot of Super Chats in being like, what the F is this? Like, this is rubbish. This is awful. It's I, I, This should not be in a Royal Rumble. This should not be on a WWE show. I had a lot of comments, people being like, I really hated it. It's the, the most watched thing from the Rumble highlights package that's on YouTube. Like, it's like nearly a million views for, like, Bad Bunny doing a performance and doing his spot in the Rumble. People are way more interested in Bad Bunny doing stuff than they are, like, the people who actually won the Royal Rumble matches because they got mainstream appeal he's gonna get a wrestlemania match now vince is gonna see that against miz and morrison right like it's it's bunny and booker t versus miz and morrison at wrestlemania uh then we got the women's royal rumble which we've already discussed and after that so many notes uh we got kevin owens versus roman reigns in a last man standing match which was an absolute blinder yeah, this was so, so smartly pitched because we've just had an hour's worth of in-ring wrestling for the women's rumble match, you know. So, like, that is a lot of wrestling to watch in a ring. So what do we do? We do as a whole brawl. Also, it's in the Thunderdome, so we don't have any fans that are here live, so we can do the, a big brawl like this. Just so I think it was perfectly pitched. And it did lead to some... Like really like, oh my God, huge moments, but also some moments that like on it is the hardest I've laughed in 2021. When he hit him with that golf cart, <laughs> it's, the, it's the funniest thing I've seen in WWE probably ever. Yeah, so this is that they brawl outside early and, you know, the, Kevin Owens is thrown off the, the top stand in the Thunderdome through a bunch of tables. And, you know, he sells that by just continuing to walk on walks behind the tr- the tron where it's just sort of the open air tropicana field and yet he's just stumbling and out of nowhere roman reigns whacks into him with this golf buggy owens takes out the front windshield it buffs roman in the face that must have sucked like it was it was not a clip you know when sammy guevara took the bump and matt hardy yeah. drives it sammy guevara gets clipped this was owens throwing himself through the front windshield as hard as he possibly could it was shot so brilliantly as well because like <laughs> it literally it, like an RKO it came out it came out of nowhere because like with the, the AEW one which is obviously is the obvious comparison for this you see them drive you see Kenny and Matt being like we're in a golf cart there's a target let's drive towards that target this is Owens was just walking back this was just him like just walking backstage and got hit by a golf cart it's like elf you know in elf when he gets hit by the um uh the the taxi like that's what this was now unfortunately i mentioned this in my edited review the cornet in me and you you said this on the as we were watching it like that's that the freaking uh being thrown off the thunderdome stage the Santon bomb, sorry, Swanton bomb off the top of a forklift. These are all match enders, right? Or at least yeah. the spot be- just before the finish. But Owens is taken out by this golf buggy. And within within the minute, he is working over Roman Reigns. 
yeah, it was really, really weird. Like they used that as a setup spot for Owens to get some heat on Roman. I just, it, it, like, that didn't work. And like the, and the ending didn't work either because yeah. I, I kind of like, I, I sort of liked what they were going for, which is, you know, Owens handcuffs Roman to the scaffolding so he can't stand up, right? So now he's, he's struggling to get to his feet. So Roman in an act of desperation just grabs the referee and throws him into the scaffolding to make him stop the counts. So that in it is like, well, that's quite goofy. This is a bit like John Cena duct taping Batista's legs, you know, so he can't stand up, right? So it's a little bit goofy. But then you've got this, like, what felt like an eternity, and it must have felt like an eternity for the lads doing the match as well, of Paul Heyman just cannot get these, um, uh, get their handcuffs undone, which is really then undone by the fact that Roman Reigns gets to his feet. So it's like, so actually the spot didn't work anyway because Roman could have easily got to his feet. I've just seen him do it. And then it's like, okay, well, we've spent five minutes doing this. Now we're getting into the final sequence of this match. Nope, Roman just locks in the guillotine and wins. I was like, mm. oh, no. Oh, I was, I was, I was expecting it to go into a couple more spots. Like it really, like this finish just died a death. I think it would have worked if Roman could get out the handcuffs right away and then just lock on the guillotine. I think I thought that would have been a good finish, but all the momentum was taken out of it uh, by that unfortunate botch, like gimmick the handcuffs sounds yeah. like they were real handcuffs why would you do that that's just asking for a mistake to happen and it unfortunately makes kevin owens look lame because he just stood there as paul Heyman helped roman reigns and he could have been beating them both down so yeah it's unfortunate the finish didn't work yeah and, yeah. and it should have really been tried out or and then they you know sort of raise oh but you can stand up it was it was not a good well thought out finish yeah. for, for a show that did have a lot of good booking on um, mm, but okay. I, overall overall four out of four show for me i loved it i had had everything i'd want from a rumble and it was it was great watching it with all of you as well yeah no completely agree like it was a four out of four show for me i thoroughly enjoyed this show from top to bottom completely get the criticisms of edge winning and yet it does sort of expose wrestling fans i, I don't think it really exposes fans as wrestling fans as hypocrites because we already knew that like that's mm. you know that's that's long-standing that's been there since day one we've been hypocrites but yeah i just I, I thoroughly enjoyed this show and i had such a ball watching it with you guys and watching it with you know people on wrestle talk so yeah uh, it was a, a big thumbs up show for me Uh, James Preston, WWE kill it with golf cart spots. First Shane off the top of one. I thought about that from WrestleMania. Then Kevin Owens bug splatting last night. I had a great time. I do find myself talking to you guys while watching as if you can hear me. It feels like we are all watching it together. Love it. James, I did the exact same thing during the jamble when I, because I wasn't in for the first 14 people. I actually was talking to people and kind of commenting on things that they were talking about. Totally get it. Reese Huggett. I got really taken out of the Roman KO match when the ref stopped counting for Roman at the end. Is it just me or should the ref have kept counting and had Roman blame Paul Heyman and punish him as he has been with Jay on SmackDown? Roman could always win it back at Elimination Chamber. I don't, you can't, audible, yeah. Yeah, you can't, I mean, I know what you mean, but that's too big an audible to call. Yeah, just I switching the main that. title on your hottest heel. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the right call to make. 
Black Adam loved this pay-per-view. The only thing that took me out was in the last man standing match. The second ref stopped counting Roman down at six because Paul couldn't get him out. It killed the finish. Owen had more than enough time to recover, but was choked out. Yeah, yeah. Really great. Job of JJ 496. Hello, lads. What a Royal Rumble, particularly the women's. More Billy Kay. Edge and Christian hugging was awesome. Did anyone else think when Heyman couldn't uncuff, I thought of Luke's story on After Dark. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is for Patreon subscribers, $10 and above, uh, the, the Rust Talk After Dark thing. Um, I, I think by my laugh and Job of JJ's con- uh, comments, you might understand the context. It's a filthy, it's a filthy <laughs> laugh. Uh, where did I get to uh, uh Perseus Perusus M. Your review today made me realize that every fan has a little corner in the back of their mind. Not sure if it's good or bad. Not everything the corner says is wrong. Um, hey, as racist stuff is wrong, though. It's good to have multiple viewpoints in your own head. Don't get blinkered on just one. Dar Train 24. I'm the fan who always bitches that the WWE gives old guy the top old guys the top spots. What a hypocrite I am, as I pop so hard for Edge winning. Also, Naomi versus Belair is the match I had no idea I needed, but I do after watching them last night. And same for Belair and Banks. But yeah, like we are like wrestling fans are, you know, it's we're sick of it until it's a guy that we like. Any fans, Marvel fans, comic book fans, Star oh, yeah. Wars fans, Dylan Star, a Wrestle Talk podcast on a Monday feels like Christmas. Roman versus Edge leading into a tribe versus family story. Edge and Christian versus the Usos dream match. Oh. Also, how many uh, Wrestle League bonus points do I get for calling a Gangrel Mania cameo? Wrestle Talk to the Moon. I, I mean, probably a billion because I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I've said it now. You can write it down. But yeah, like that's the match you do at Elimination Chamber. Not Miz and Morrison. Edge and Christian versus the Usos. Ho, ho, ho. JXJ calling it right now. Randy Beach true for the title so we can have the greatest rematch of all time. I think that's happening. I think he's, we're getting fiend. We're getting, we're getting Orson fiend at Mania now. 60-minute Ironman match. Edge and Randy. <laughs> Nate S. I think I don't mind Edge winning because I have prepared for the worst booking imaginable, and Edge winning isn't that. Women's Rumble was fantastic. Someone getting run over by a golf cart works no matter what company does it. Never fails to pop me. Uh, Eddie Carter. Enjoyed the Rumble so much. No complaints there. The watch-along was fun. Tempest popping for Christian was my favourite moment, but most importantly, everything is fake-ador. Mm-hmm. Kevin Duncan, I like how Rhea was, nope, Alexa is not going super Saiyan here. Also, I thought both rumbles were great start to finish, and I love that Orton injury spot, especially how it played out in the end. I just think it, it's there needs to be some sort of rule in there, because it makes no storyline sense. Stu, I was in sync with you guys when Tempest jumped in screaming before we'd seen Christian. I thought it was going to be CM Punk. Pause the stream, Tempest. Pause the stream. You knew so where we were. So annoyed with him when he did that. I could see him freaking out down in the waiting room. Uh, Bo Hill. In my opinion, the Bliss appearance was great. She came in and was immediately attacked by everyone because they recognized the threat she was. Then when she started to turn, Ripley threw her out, which made Ripley strong. Keeps Bliss away from the title, which is good. Ah, yeah. uh, Bo Hill. She's probably still winning the belt, mate. So don't get too attached. To face Charlotte. Dan Emsley. 
Normally can't watch these live as I'm working. Really enjoyed the last man standing match. What do you think WWE will do with KO for WrestleMania? I can see a multi-man ladder match for the IC title, which he may be involved in. Cheers for the content. I, I feel like this is, again, with the <laughs> Seth Rollins thing that we had last year at Mania. It, 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 nothing, I guess. It's sort of like they, they, Owens just has spots. Like he doesn't have long term storylines. And I feel like this is probably just going to be one of those things where there's probably no mania plan for him. Yeah, it's such a shame. Uh, and Matthew Burledge, Edge is different. He retired before his time and we never got the last half of his career. Undertaker, Goldberg, etc. had full careers. Well, I disagree with you on Goldberg. Well, yeah, but yeah, I, I think that's um, I think that's a really good point actually, because he was because his career was cut short. It mm. doesn't he, even though he's come back as a part timer, it doesn't feel like he's a part timer. Uh, I'll take over from you. You've done a lot of reading. Um, Kevin says, uh, because I'm a nerd, I watched all the backstage reactions on WWE's YouTube channel. The interviewers kept asking the legends who returned. What do you think? Uh, what did you think of the locker room? So everyone can say that today's locker room is great, even playing video games. Uh, the Zornis, after we've seen the reunion of Team Hell No and Edge and Christian, Luke, I had a tear in my eye too. What reunions are left to hope for? And why is the answer the Golden Lovers or the Iconics? Have a wonderful day. Hope you're not as tired as I am. All the Zornis, I'm tired, mate. What other, yeah, what other big team-ups? Golden Lovers, of course. Hmm. I'm sure there's so many we're missing. Must be some. Mm -hmm. Um... Nate S, um, all of my favorite tag teams from the era did all get back together. So I've, I've had all those reunions. Uh, Nate S, when was the last time the Iron Man actually won the Rumble? And they did it in both matches. You'll never see it coming. Oh, wait, wait that's the wrong paper. <laughs> uh, Jake Weeks, hey guys, hope you're doing great. Another small push for Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Can you see this going anywhere in the future? If so, what would you like to see WWE do with the momentum they have sort of gained? Take care. We were talking about a sort of Nakamura title shot at Fastlane or Elimination Chamber. But, you know, mm. just, just to fill a feud for Roman, really. Rhyming Orange, what do you guys think of Drew versus Sheamus at Mania? Their story still has plenty of legs and Sheamus has been on fire lately. Sheamus would turn, lose the match, see the error of his ways, and then they <clears> hug it out to close out night one of WrestleMania. I love it. I re yeah, I really love it. I don't think it screams WrestleMania main event to me, though. Hmm. Uh, Dan, in the women's rumble, uh, women's rumble, we obviously had some great returns, but Mickey James has done some awesome stuff in this rumble. Honestly, why is she not working bigger shows more often? I have no idea. I, I can tell you why, Dan, because they think she's fat. That that's why. <laughs> Look, go, <laughs> go back eleven years ago. That's your answer. Bacon Rasher, hi lads. Do you think that Raw will be another Legends Night tonight with Edge, Flair, Christian Carlito, MVP, and of course Alicia Fox? Thanks for watching for us uh, in advance. But you never know, Raw could be okay. It's the Mania build. Shopper screwed Mr. Davis. Yeah. Hey, Raw WWE does tend to pick up around this time, so I'm I'm optimistic. I have to be. TV one five five Firefly Funhouse match with Randy Orton, um, a cinematic match revealing how he's a so-called legend when he should be the one to be killed off. I think Firefly Funhouse is definitely the direction we're going for yeah. uh, Orton this year. Um, Mr. Burt Wayne, um, Masha Slamovich returned to the US this past Sunday during GCW's Fight Forever 24-hour event and dominated their intergender match. Hours later, the GSW Women's Champion makes her Mission Pro Wrestling debut uh, only on Title Match Network. Michael Short, my favorite part of last night was Chopper's face when he got Daniel Bryan in the jamble, then realized when he was eliminated was priceless. Mr. Davis got screwed. We demand a recount. 
I agree. Um, Nathan, si- Nathan Sizemore is the new podcast channel, a former WrestleTalk channel, because I'm already subscribed. Hashtag jam that jam. It is. It's the old Wrestle2. It's in a, its third rebrand in, uh, actually, technically, it's fourth in a year, because um, I rebranded as a WrestleLuke for a, a, period, a spell. Trevor L. Uh, Tempest had the reaction of the night when Christian returned. Robbie Clegg, uh, would moving reviews of the podcast possibly bring back the NXT reviews or even the five minute review, depending on numbers? The Rumble was great last night. Pop so much when Edge won. Great work, guys. Jam that jam. Uh, not likely because those were, they're sort of different issues. There's not interest in the NXT reviews and the five minute reviews. I, yeah, I don't have time to watch everything in the morning. So, yeah, I'm afraid not. Uptown Avondale, what happens if the Uber driver delivering the championship stops off for a stake and the belt is stolen? Who cuts Jericho in the hot tub promo? I've got to find out a way to get this championship belt to Laurie in Manchester. Just buy a new belt. Like, surely that's the cheapest option at this point. I've got to look into it. I'm thinking <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> And lastly, Kevin. Remember when I said this was my last Ultra Chat? Well, this is the last one. I popped for your match card graphics in Mr. Davis' announcement at the end of the news video. Thank you all so much for watching. They should have, WWE should have moving graphics like that. We're bringing them back. Thank you, everybody, ever so much for joining us here today and everyone who joined us on the Rumble Live Reactions last night. Remember, beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. UK viewers, get yourself a free case of eight craft beers. And everyone, please, 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 please do us a favor. As soon as you've finished watching this episode, go to WrestleTalk Podcast, a new channel which is going to exclusively have WrestleTalk Podcasts on it's going to move this series to that channel. Go over there and subscribe and enable notifications to always on. But for now, I've been Mr. Davis. This has been Lukewarm Luke Owen. And that was the Royal Rumble. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.